What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I am your host and captain and dad, Garrett Morlang. And here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games and resident superstar, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? I, I, you know, it's a special day today. Uh, not only did um, we find out that the uh, playdate is as good as we hoped it would be, uh, but this week marks my one-year anniversary of yes. joining Super Gamer Boys full-time. Heck yeah. Ooh, round of applause <laughs> for Adrian for sticking with us. Me and JJ did not drive him away. He actually stayed, and he's been killing it. There was a I couple of admit- close moments. There was close <laughs> moments. We were like, I think he's leaving. He's gone. <laughs> um, man, we did a lot of stuff over this past year. Like, if you go back and tally it up, like the 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 Mario Golf tournament was in the past year. E three yeah, was in the past E3. year. We had Spooky Gamer Boys. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a heck of a year. But yeah. um, man, it's yeah, uh, uh, it's been it's been awesome having you part of the team. We really appreciate having you. And yeah, a lot of those things were your idea and your just like push. Like, come on, let's do this. We're like, okay, <laughs> let's let's do it. So thank you, Adrian, for your year working with us, helping us out, and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next 10 years, right? Many more. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also joining us here in the studio is the heavyweight podcasting champion of the world, J.J. Purdom. Hello, ladies. And uh, when I say ladies, I mean both of you guys. I actually want to say, Adrian, <laughs> thank you for being a part of this show because you have carried it and been the rock of this show ever since you came on. If you only knew the crap that I put up with when it was just me having to carry that bum Morlang, but you've come in and you've made it to where my back doesn't hurt quite so bad anymore. I do have a chiropractor's appointment tomorrow at one o'clock. I just want you to be fully aware. Mm-hmm. I but appreciate ha- that, man. Happy anniversary, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Blows my mind. We've done a lot. And I'm excited for this next year, too. I hope hopefully oh, we'll come out man. with some cool stuff for 2022. I know we're four months in the year and we haven't done much, but it's been Look, a rough few we, months. It's been we, a rough we've been like on the deathbed multiple it's times. COVID. <laughs> yeah, you can blame it on COVID because that's we what can we've been finally doing. use that excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. COVID, COVID. Uh product delays. Uh, uh <laughs> developing a podcast is difficult. There's in, a chip in, chip shortage. Chip times. shortage, you know? Chip shortage, yeah. <laughs> Not not microchips as potato chips, but same thing. <laughs> it's just as tragic. <laughs> oh man, man, how's your no, guys' uh, week been though? How's your uh, last week going for you guys? Uh, so far so good, pretty chill. Um, just working and and uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh, I'm uh, been trying to fix my car. Oh I yeah. I won't go into too many details, but. Yeah, it just my car stopped died. on me in the middle of the street. <laughs> had to had to get it towed home. So has it but, done that again or? No, no, no. Uh, okay. We figured out the cause of it. Okay. Um, one of my chains broke apart and got oh. caught in the gears, so okay, we had okay. to order a new one of those. But hopefully, I should be back on the road soon. So it doesn't look like any major damage was done. So that's good to hear. Nice. It's crazy. So I actually had some uh, car issues late earlier this week. I had some brake issues. My my brakes were going all the way down to the floor. The brake light was on. Uh-oh. I was having to stop way before uh, stop signs. I like just ride my brakes all the way. And I'm Is like, your line cut? I got to get this thing taken care of. I got to get it in. And then uh, Brent Fox, who listens to the show, was like, "Hey, can I borrow your your Jeep and run to Walmart?" I'm like, "Look, man." 
the the brakes are bad, dude. The brakes are really, really bad. So like, you need to like just baby it, dude. I gotta get this into the shop. So then he comes back and he goes, hey, by the way, your brakes are fine. Uh, I put brake oil in your um, in in your fluid container. And you know what? <laughs> Did you Back not totally put normal. brake fluid in the car? Hey, look. Okay, so here's the deal. Some of us learn things, and we are able to exercise that muscle of, hey, I'm able to fix stuff, or I put stuff together, or uh, like, I'm really like handsy, or we uh, we exercise oh, we know the you're muscle. Handsy. We know you're handsy. Uh, well, <laughs> that's called touchy. That's a little different. But uh, you know, some of us exercise the muscle that's our brain and uh, the ability to talk and to be funny, and that's me. And so never got that whole auto care thing. And uh, yeah, so I'm not, I put gas in the thing sometimes. Doesn't that count? Okay. I mean. I I guess that's part of it. (laughs) The bare minimum. Yes. Also, gas make car go. Well, besides that awesome auto body uh, experience, I uh, also have been fighting uh, chest congestion. That's why I sound like uh, Luther Vandross this week. I have had all this crazy lung butter that I've been spitting up. And it's amazing because you you wouldn't want to put it on bread. Let me tell you. I hate it. And and thankfully, just before the show, Garrett and Adrian were able to coach me through the mute button. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to use that thing. Uh, I've never used it correctly before, so (laughs) we're to try to like keep back some of these coughs and just keep them away from you. Boy, this super gamer flu has been something else, man. It went from Garrett to me to you. It's a it's a virtual virus. It literally it, it is really spreading is. between really us is. through through Discord. So thanks mm-hmm. thanks COVID. Jeez. Right. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks COVID. <laughs> thanks Biden. It's your you know. <laughs> oh man. All thanks right. Naomi. Thanks Naomi. <laughs> Fox die. <laughs> Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about what experts have to say about Zelda sequel possibly being next gen. Uh, Is Kojima pulling our leg or foreshadowing something bigger? And uh, reviews for the play day are finally here. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producer, Kajunior, Bleep Bloop, and Eddie Martin. And uh, also shout out to our Super Gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. If you want to be awesome just like those folks, you can go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Support us over there starting at just a buck a month. You can get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show. If you're not watching us live on Monday night, right after the episode, I pump it out there, send it out into the internet verse where you can listen to it uh, before everyone else on Wednesday. So think about supporting us for just a buck a month. We have higher tiers that we will talk about later on in the show. Um one of the other shows you also get early and ad free is the super gamer book club. The uh, most uh, recent episode, the newest episode is the streets of rage Four, featuring Eddie Martin. Uh, that was a fun one. Cause we have live gameplay, so you can listen to it or you can also find the video through our Patreon on YouTube with the gameplay included. You can actually see what we're doing. That's a fun one. Um, the free episode is super Mario odyssey featuring pocket and the upcoming episode Cross your, cross your fingers, coming out next week, um, is going to be What Remains of Edith Finch. So remember, if you want to play that along with us, um, you have a, about another week and a half uh, before that episode comes out. And Even uh, the busiest person can knock it out, an hour a night. Oh, it it's only about like four hours long, maybe, if that. It's pretty short. Like, I've been busting through. I have like 15 minutes left. Like, I, I swear. Like, I've 
it's it's crazy how how short it is and how honestly spoiler great it is so far it's it's, <laughs> it's a really interesting game really really interesting so yeah if you want to play along with this and then listen to that episode what remains of edith finch is the game go check it out i think it's on all consoles too yep it's everywhere we will talk more about our Patreon later, though. Uh, before we get into the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. The music that you hear in the, you hear in the background right now is theirs, and we appreciate their work and uh, for yeah allowing us to use it here. So find their stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. Some links are in the show description below. Now it is time to check the mail. Well... In all our celebratory glory of me uh, being here for a year, I'd like to say uh, I don't have a mailbag this week. Mm. You know what? That's all right. That's all right. You know what? It's but it's, I'd like it's, to think it's, that it's I'm tenured week. now. It's our like, week to yeah, celebrate I, you. You no, know what I mean? Tenured. Like you're I'm a, I'm, a, I'm yeah I'm a college professor. You know what I mean? I'm I'm tenured. Like you you can't get rid of me at this point, right? No. So I I can do whatever I want. Let's let's be real about that. <laughs> you could eat cake in your underwear on your one year anniversary, man. You could do yeah. whatever the heck you want. I could have came on stream without a shirt. Let's just. Garrett's done it twice, so I mean, why not? There's 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 no rules in our company uh, bylaws that say you have to wear a shirt on the show. So well, you know, you did tell you did tell me once very sternly not to come on without a shirt. That I wasn't That's... personally allowed to do that. But yeah, that's because of the weird third oh, nipple thing. Oh, I could have did an Ace Attorney bit because you're playing Ace Attorney now. Oh, I goofed on that one. That's, JJ, that's because of the weird third nipple thing. That's why. That's I just. Oh didn't, yeah, know. yeah. So I, I don't think it's weird. It's more common than you think. It's much more common than you think. Sound off in the comments if you have a third nipple. Let us know down below. Hey guys, okay. it's a legit thing. <laughs> I legitimately have a third nipple. There's nothing wrong with it. Perfectly normal. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this first some question, women love it. I'm just saying. Let me just say that. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say one way or the other. I don't know. I'm. I'm not <laughs> a a tri nipple haver. Yeah, well, I'm a freak in the sheets and a fee- freak in the streets. So I'm just saying. He's <laughs> just a you know freak I mean? all around. I'm just freaky all around. <laughs> I'm just a freak <laughs> all around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This first question comes from Lee Padre. And they ask, if you could change one game world to an Elden Ring-like, which would you choose? Now, in the past, we've done questions that are like, hey, if you could make anything open worlds. But what I interpret this as is not just an open world, but also open world with that Soulsborne type of gameplay that we've come to know and love. So is there a game out there that you love that you would think could be made even better, at least more interesting, if it was not only open world, but also very difficult, <laughs> you know, so like a, like a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. That's how I'm interpreting this question. <laughs> I'm going to say Mega Man. OK, Mega Man is already hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's already known. Well, the older ones are already known for being crazy difficult. Yeah, you can you can also we've already had proof of of open world not open world but like 3d design Mega Man games with the legend series mm-hmm. and then you can also make it to like where you're picking up different parts and different abilities like you've been doing in the series when you beat bosses and stuff like that so it's kind of it, i mean it's right there for the taking so yeah that okay that'd be I, my pick 
I actually interpreted the question a little bit differently than you, Garrett. The way that I okay. interpreted it was taking an already established um, franchise or game and putting it into the Elden World or Elden Ring world, into that world that's been created. And so, I I, I was in my head taking a character like Alan Wake from like the Alan Wake movies and dropping him into something like that. And I thought like, that'd be kind of interesting taking somebody like that with all the craziness and everything and just dropping him into the Elden Ring world. So that's kind mm. of the way that I interpreted it. I could be totally okay. wrong. Okay. Let us know in the, in, you know, in the discord server, if, uh, if we're way off on how we're interpreting your yeah. question. That might be pretty interesting because he's always about that paranormal stuff. And this is like, the yeah, manifestation yeah. of everything that <laughs> this is like the most para- paranormal thing you could get. And, so, and, and yeah. I would think that he'd be like, I don't know if I'm freaking out, if this stuff right. is real, you know, like what the, I'm fighting a like giant there's, there's dragon. Like spirits or, walking know. around everywhere, dude. You hit the jackpot. <laughs> um, Man, for me, I don't know. Like this, this is a hard question because I don't really like the whole Soulsborne genre. Like, so, uh, I don't know if I would want anything to be this way. I mean, now that I've played Elden Having Ring. Having said that, yet you I, love I'm, Elden Ring. I love Elden Ring, but what that tells me is the fact that I've not liked any other from software games tells me it's a very, very fine balance <laughs> for me. And Elden Ring nailed it, but I just can't think of any other franchise in my mind that would that would nail it like that again because, boy, like I, I really don't like from software games at all. So that kind of scares me to take like this beloved franchise and be like, yeah, let's make that like Elden Ring, like where it's Soulsborne and open world. It's like, I don't know, like Elden Ring kind of is uh, is very uh, lightning. It's lightning in a bottle, honestly, for me. So I don't know. I abstain from this question because I don't want to ruin any games that I like. <laughs> all right. We'll let you have it. OK, OK. Uh, Sir Prince a lot ask. What would be the best pet that's not your typical pet? So, like, what what's what would be a cool pet that's, like, an animal or something that people don't normally have? Like, obviously, you're not going to say dog or cat. Everyone has a dog or a cat or a bird right. or something like that. What would be the best pet, in your opinion? Like, what, or what's something that you've always wanted? For me, I'll answer this since I abstained from the last one. I've always wanted chinchilla. I thought chinchilla would be dope as a pet. And I've only known, like, one other person who's ever had a chinchilla before and I think it'd be fantastic. I want a chinchilla. I've been to so many people's houses when I did pest control and seen goats in people's front yards. I've seen uh, pigs in their backyards. I have seen uh, a goat inside of somebody's house with a diaper on. Um, the uh, I would say the thing that I would want, if I were to <laughs> pick like a weird, I'm thinking capuchin monkey. Give me like one of those like, poop throwing monkeys that'll climb up on my shoulder and like make me look taller and like like, throwing poop at people. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, bite people on the nose and stuff. Uh, You know, I'm thinking more like Dexter. access to an entire zoo's worth of animals. Omaha, baby. (laughs) Pick a monkey. Yeah, I'm thinking monkey, man. I, I couldn't, look, I'm too, I'm too fat and little to really pull off like a, a cool thing, like a lion, you know, like Sikkim Gladius, you know, or so what I, can't, I just don't see that working for me. He's going to be like, no, you're the one who smells like bacon. I'm going to totally eat you, fat man. But I just don't, I don't see a monkey being able to eat me. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where my head's at. And then next thing we know, 
Local JJ, fat what happened to your nose? <laughs> Nebraska man has his rip faced off and eaten from the inside out by his monkey. I never got that chinchilla and that stupid monkey. Uh, if I could tame it, I would probably say um, a rhino. Because then you could ride it like Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. so, so Lee, Lee and I went to the Omaha Zoo. And, uh, oh, no, no, no. We, we only went there once. But we were in the uh, the ski lift and we're going over the, the rhinos at one point. And we're over the rhinos and I'm maybe like 12, 15 feet above their heads. And there's a couple of them. And one of the rhinos poops and another rhino eats that rhino's poop. And my son <laughs> starts screaming, Dad, it's eating the other rhino's poop. And like, I mean, and there were people that were like in the other gondolas, you know, like going past us. And I'm like, don't look at us. You know, like, like it's not, you know, he's just a boy. Yeah, don't, don't you know, don't, don't, don't look at us. Yeah. Look down there. He's eating, he's, the rhino's eating some crap. He's not lying. They're doing that. And then, and then he literally told me, he, right after that, I was like, he shook the cane. I go, dude, don't do that again. I told you, Daddy's afraid of heights. Don't do it again. Because if I fall, I'm going to get hurt really bad, and those things are going to screw me up. And he legitimately like looked over at me real calm, and he goes, I feel like I feel like I would be okay, but yeah, you'd be done. Like, done. <laughs> what? what gives him the, the confidence that, that the rhino's not going to straight up just... It's that false confidence him. that Purdom men have. I have no idea why. I don't... I don't Hey, you multi-ton beast. I know you're not going to do nothing to me, but my old man over there, he's looking pretty vulnerable. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he yogurt, y- yogurt Archangel in the chat says goats are the goat. So apparently we got a goat lover here. I, I don't know. It seems a little... Uh, yeah. I, I've never been a fan of goats. They look weird. They smell yep. weird. They act weird. They act weird. Sounds like, like an, uh, some propaganda from Big Goat over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like Yogurt Archangel is, uh, is uh, oh, he, he might says, own a, a he goat lobbyist. <laughs> he says, I also like capybaras. They exude peace. Wait, the capybaras or the goats exude peace? <laughs> Aren't capybaras the ones with those big old noses or snouts? What? They got like the cappy. giant snouts. Now the capybara is the the giant. It's like the world's biggest rodent. It looks like a giant rat. It's like four those aren't the tall. ones that scream, is it? Right, the ones that scream real loud. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. No, the the capybara is like it just yeah, it literally looks like a rat. It doesn't have a tail, but it's it's weird looking. It's huge. I wonder what I'm thinking of then. Oh well. yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He just clarified what? in the chat. He says, wait, what? LOL. Fiercely Googling of Capybara's... Oh, he, now he's Googling to see if Capybara's scream. <laughs> You've really <laughs> confused all of us. So that's awesome. I swear I saw a video of a rodent, like, and it was up on a little park bench or something like that, and somebody was recording it, and it let out the highest-pitched, loudest scream <laughs> for, like, 10 seconds. Uh, and maybe awesome. it was, like, a defense mechanism. <laughs> It might have been uh, a little person. You don't know. You know, like you, you got to be really careful of the things you say, Adrian. I gotta no, y'all go ahead. I gotta research this. I gotta okay. see what, what it was. All right, this next question comes from Kajunior, 
And he writes, what's one of your favorite pieces of art, specifically a 2D thing on a canvas or paper, that you own? Pokemon or Magic cards are acceptable answers as well. Do you guys have a favorite piece of art on your walls? So a painting, a yeah. picture, a poster, a so, print? Yeah. That one, you can't see it over there, but it's my... Uh, I got it at um, the Disney Expo a few years back. It's all the Disney... Um, Disney afternoon TV shows that have ever been on there, uh, all in one poster. That's awesome. Um, there was only a run. He only did a print run of like a hundred of them. So, yeah, it's pretty sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a, a giant um, painting that is a frame painting that uh, is going to be going up. Of you in, naked? Uh, it, it, it's called the George, <laughs> and so I've got nothing but like a, a silk red blanket covering my, my jujubes. Um, <laughs> It's actually just a washcloth. But look, the whole thing is it's beautiful and it's artistic. No, uh, I've got I've got a painting of all of the Marvel characters, the Avengers, and all of the DC characters. And it's actually them all kind of hanging out like on the edge of a skyscraper. And it's really special to me. It looks really, really awesome. That's awesome. Well, my, my, my random little comment there about a painting of you naked, I really... I think it'd be hilarious to commission someone to paint, do a portrait of you naked now. And I, I want to have it shipped to your house. And just, I want you to video what your wife says when you open it up. Like, <laughs> I would Honey, love... you must have made this for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. She, hey. Is I want it, I want you to accurate? like when, when <laughs> yeah. she when she's gone to the grocery store. I want you to hang it on the wall, like behind the couch in the living room, and then get her reaction. Not where can... his kids can see. Don't scar him now. No, no, no. Come on, you know, now. you know what I mean. Like not, I, it's not going to show anything. Like a new, a, 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 a oh, a tasteful one, a tasteful right, right. one, a tasteful uh, yes. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Like I see, what you, I see what you mean. Softcore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, where like you're you. wearing like a, a little sheet or something like that. So it's basically more like upper body, kind of like the kind of funny has the painting of Kevin. <laughs> got you where it's not actual nude like like uh there's just one sec- lone like, fruit covering the, yes. uh, the hot button area <laughs> there's yeah. like it's a perfectly placed orange <laughs> just <laughs> mine would be a cutie mine would be one of those cuties. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was my, a good one my favorite piece of art is that right there the uh the breakdown of the PlayStation 1. It's like all busted apart and into its individual like components and pieces, but also within it is like like all these different uh, uh, references to actual games like Metal Gear, Twisted Metal, Ape Escape, Final Fantasy 7, like all these PS1 classics that were on the Resident Evil. So yeah, it's that. It, it's, it's a close tie between that or my uh, Death Stranding picture um that's back there as well i uh it's from crow smack if you look up crow smack on etsy uh it's all yeah hand drawn and printed i think he prints it himself even too fantastic artist he, he has some really cool stuff that's also the same artist who did the final fantasy 7 poster down here my avalanche oh that's right i remember that one so yeah he did both of those the death stranding and the the final fantasy 7 one i love his stuff um, last question here comes from Eddie Martin. What's your Mount Rushmore of video game villains? Yikes. Mm-hmm. This is another good one. So good. Man, go ahead. Okay. You look like you got some. I have my answers. I prepare for the show ahead of time, you know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, have, you make the notes. Of course you do. 
Um, I send them to you guys like literally 10 minutes after I make them. So on I mean, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. What else? There's not on enough Sunday time afternoon? to think about it. Um, okay. My, my four are Neo Cortex from Crash Bandicoot. Bowser from mm-hmm. Mario. I mean, Bowser's got to be on there. He's been like the longest running villain of all video games, right? Like I can't think of any other villain that's been around longer than him. Uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid, only because that's like probably the most interesting boss fight I think it's ever been created. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Higgs from Death Stranding. I love Higgs. He's fantastic. Oh, don't give me that look. Are you really not about to say Ocelot? I originally had Ocelot on there. But or I fe- Liquid, I, fe- I mean? I felt like... Uh, yeah, I, I had Liquid slash Ocelot on the list, but I felt like it couldn't have two Metal Gear Solid references, so I replaced it with Psycho Mantis. I feel like wow. as far as far as an actual boss fight, Psycho Mantis has a more fun boss fight. As far, I, I guess as far as like villains, game-wide villains, yeah, Liquid Oce- Ocelot would be like... The best villain, I guess, because he's literally throughout all of the games. Um, mm-hmm. But man, the Psycho Mantis fight has got to be like, I wish I, everyone could just play that fight. Like, I wish I could just like send a file to people and be like, just play this fight. Like, it'll be the favorite boss fight of all time. I think that would convert a lot of people to try Metal Gear. <laughs> it's so freaking cool. So, yes, you're right. Liquid Ocelot would be probably like an overall villain. Big baddie. I'll give you that one. <clears throat> All right, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, with Bowser. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean you have to pick Bowser on there. Um, I feel like Wario is a pretty good one. Um, the alien from Isolation. Uh, that is mm. an incredible villain for me. Scary yeah. as heck. That game still freaks me out. Uh, I actually thought about playing it earlier today. And then the fourth one is hard. So I'm actually going to go with the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil. Yeah. You could have said Mr. X or Nemesis. I did think I did think of going for Mr. X. That was one of my thoughts. But I I would rather I think that really the big baddie is the it's corporation. Like, it's Wesker and it, yeah, yeah, Umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking that too. I almost put uh like Mr. X on my list as well. Like from uh from Dude, Resident so Evil good. 2. It's so <laughs> crazy. What do you got for us, Adrian? Okay. So I'm definitely going to have to put, just because of how, if we're talking iconic, iconic, Sephiroth is definitely up there, right? He's on the, he's on there. That's like the most well-known JRPG villain there is. So much so that he got a spot in, in Super Smash Brothers. So mm. I'll give you that one. Um... God, this is oh, this is so tough. <laughs> uh, I want to say, what's dude's name from um from uh Bioshock? Oh, a man uh, chooses from from one from Bioshock one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the doctor. A man chooses a slave. Ryan. Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Yeah. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal. It all <laughs> the way it all came together. This is fantastic, um, yeah. And, and yeah, and the fact that he was duping you the whole time. Oh, Which you so kindly. good. <laughs> uh, let me see. Next would probably have to be. 
Mount Rushmore. I gotta think in terms of Mount Rushmore. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the Liquid Ocelot makes more sense for a Mount Rushmore than Psycho Mantis. I just love that that gameplay of that Psycho Mantis fight. But yeah, Liquid Ocelot's a bit more of a Mount Rushmore character, I think. Oh, boy. Um, I'd say Voss is probably up there, too, from Far oh, Cry 3. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That's probably one of the best villain performances that we've gotten in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one thing that people always bring up from that game is his performance because mm-hmm. it was like truly, truly unhinged. Um, and then finally, I got to bring it home. <laughs> if you want, I I'm can say King. Huh? I was going to say, if you want, I can read Gaming Avengers. He actually shared his in the chat here. Hold on. Hold on. He, he might have one of mine. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, King K. Rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. From uh, uh, Donkey from Kong. From Donkey Kong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, yeah, Gaming Avengers in the chat says Sigma, Bowser, Ganon, and Ridley. Sigma. What's Sigma Ganon's. from? I'm trying to think. Overwatch Sigma? Or am I? Mm. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Uh, isn't the Sonic robot named Sigma? Or Gamma? I don't know. I got to ask my brother. Oh, it's He's from, from, Sonic from Me- Me- Mega Man. Oh, that's Sigma. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mega Man X, they say. Gotcha. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty solid that list was there. A, I got to start reading. Whenever, whenever he has those Mount Rushmore <laughs> things, I always get like a deer in headlights about it. Yogurt Archangel says, get cultured, boys. Jeez. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. I said, I said, who? I had the most sophisticated pick. Who else said Andrew Ryan? That one. That one. Thank you. I just said bye. Watch it, yogurt. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you all so much for writing in questions. Remember, if you want to write in questions, and you better, uh, go over to supergamerboys.com slash discord. You can join our discord and enter it in. We have a uh, channel there for submitting your mailbag questions. Or if you want to do it the easy way, you don't have a discord, you can just go to any of our social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us a DM with a question, and uh, we will throw it on the show to answer next week all right it's now time for the nerdy nudes it's now time for the nerdy nudes man my throat is jacked that was (laughs) that was something else my throat is Uh, so jacked nails on a chalkboard chic all right well this first news story is not really a single news story, but Playdate reviews are in. We have officially gotten an announcement today from Panic that the Playdate, uh, not only review copies are, you know, uh, the embargo lifted for reviews, but also they announced on their Twitter that the first shipment for the first group has shipped today. And over the next couple of weeks, every day, they're shipping out batches of Playdates. Now, Adrian. Were you in group one, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so you could be I was getting there, your play day date. One, first you, batch. You could be getting your play date sooner than later. I was like 10 minutes late or 20 minutes late, and I was in group two. I was so mad. I got to wait till <laughs> later this year. But uh, you could be getting your play date any day here then. Have you gotten any emails from them? Uh, not today, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I already waited this long. So whenever it gets here, it gets here. Mm-hmm. But trust me. And I'm letting I, I, this is a warning to everybody who watches this show, who listens to this show. 
when I get it, I am not. He listen, listen closely. I am not going to be able to shut up about it. <laughs> I yes. just want to let you know ahead of time that you can go back to to April eighteenth. The April 18th episode, when I said this, I'm not going to be able to shut up about this thing. <laughs> I've been reading reviews, watching reviews all day long. And most, the majority of everything that everybody is saying is that it rules. Mm-hmm. Of course, no product is, is uh, you know, critique free. And there are a lot of valid criticisms about accessibility, uh, which, you know, with time and maybe with hardware revisions that can be, you know, attested or fixed in time um but from the most part it's it seems to be an outstanding first run at a product and that's really what i wanted from them uh in the beginning like i'm i'm on this train until it stops so this is just really this is just the first run so whatever they got coming I'm, i've been down since 2019 when they first announced i think it was like may of 2019 so i ain't going anywhere if anybody is going to see this thing through to the end it's going to be me <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. So that's interesting. The, the reviews have been out though. So we they just came, just out, came out this morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some sure. of the some of the things that have been said, IGN here gave it an eight out of ten, a charming little handheld with a very specific audience. If you have any interest in it at all, the play date is most certainly, almost certainly for you. Uh it, some details on it. I was unable to resist the pure lo-fi charm of it. And while the season one games don't hit all hit for me, the joy of trying out a steady flow of new, interesting, inventive games games held my interest even for the ones I wasn't too keen on. The crank is a gimmick for sure, but the way certain game designers cleverly implemented it, it is really fun, and I'm interested to see what use comes of it in future games. That being said, ergonomically, it's definitely a bummer to use for some of the more crank-intensive games, and the screen's lack of a backlight can be frustrating limitation, but you know what? The playdates charmed me, and now I am fully under its spell. So that's from IGN. Um... Uh, the Verge gave it an 8 out of 10 as well. Adorable design, crisp lo-fi display, great initial library of games. Some of the bad stuff, no backlight, flimsy crank handle, uncertain future for game releases. Um, people in general are very yeah. much like. And I mean, it, I, I I definitely understand the hesitation. This is a this is Panic's first attempt at a, at a game system. You know, they have to they have a good deal of support now from independent developers um but they have to earn their spot for more people to want to come in and develop things for them Mm -hmm. and i think a really good thing that they're doing is allowing developers to sideload their own apps on there Mm -hmm. so if you want to sell your game on your own you can just sell the file and people can upload it and put it on their own playdate if they want to and i think that's going to be a huge huge boon because now you're letting anybody make anything for the platform with no cost and no barrier to entry like you would for, you know, a Nintendo console or, or to get on one of the big, bigger stores. Yeah. You have to pay for a dev kit. You have to pay, you know, licensing fees for QA fees, all that. But Panic just literally opened the door to indie development pretty much with this. Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty sick. Yeah, don't yeah. sleep on that. That's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. a very yeah. big deal. Yeah, the totally. innovation that's... that can come from that is going to be yes. huge. Yeah. So that's one of the big things they announced today. So they had already announced Playdate Pulp, which is already live. So even if you don't have a Playdate, you can go to playdate.pulp, isn't it? Or play.date slash pulp, whatever the website is, that's anyways. Um, and you can literally 
make your own games and they it's so simple like it's they they they're they're like if you have no experience making a game you can make a game still like they it's very dumbed down so anyone can go in there and make a game for the play that you can make it you can test it and you can play the game too so you can make your own game play the game without even owning a play date um yeah. and they Send make it, it to super your friends easy. they can put it on theirs so that was something that was already we've already kind of knew about and it's been out actually in beta for the last i think about, about a month or so but just today they announced the official sdk the the um software development kit for like real game developers which is now available for like actual indie developers who <laughs> know how to code and stuff like that to <laughs> actually like exactly make their own games they can sideload it into the software without having to like you know do anything weird or janky or mod the system like they just plug it in play it test it okay it works great now we can sell the files to people and you know sell indie games for for the play date so literally if you have zero experience with game design or you have all the experience like you can make games for this thing which is so cool you can play the games test the games it's it's really neat what they're doing over there i'm all about it man i'm so excited i'm so it, it i'm excited for what we're getting now but i'm excited about what this could be mm-hmm. if it's able to realize its full potential and oh, I you, really think it's going to... What's up? Can you guys uh, quickly just touch on what's the price point again that these things were going for? I realize that it's uh, in... that There's groups of, of people that got this, just like you said you were in group one and mm-hmm. Garrett, you were in group two. Like what's... For somebody like myself who maybe wants to grab one of these handhelds, what is, what's the price point looking at retail? So they make these in really small batches right now. Uh, the first batch is about 20000 Um. 20,000 units uh, and you get 24 games with each one uh, Two come out every single week. So you, it's going to be a 12 week season of games that you get to keep. So you're getting the console and you're getting all 24 games for about 180 bucks. Yeah. It's 180 for the system and then you can buy a cover. It's 30 bucks or whatever, but yeah. And then <clears throat> what they do with the games is they release them in season. So yeah, like Adrian said, Every every week you're getting two games, and at the end of that season one, when that's over, that's all you get until they haven't announced it, announced it yet. But the thought is like, or obviously people are assuming there's going to be a season two, a season three, which will probably be paid. The first one's free, comes with a console, but I assume the future ones will probably be like, okay, pay twenty bucks or whatever, and for the next twelve weeks you get two games and in a week or whatever. That's now in addition to. Uh, people who are just making their own titles that you can play as well right so you get 24 games through the develop through the hardware manufacturer panic but anybody anywhere can make a game for it so once word gets out of or word of mouth gets out about oh man you know this person's making a really sick game then next thing you know everybody's playing that and you can just go and get it yourself put it right on the play date and play it just like that so are we we're, are we gonna make a super gamer boys game is that gonna happen I mean, we can. We need. We just got to figure out what what kind of game is going to yeah, be. We need to, or someone, one of our listeners can go to Playdate Pulp and make a game of our podcast well, or something. Hopefully, if you, of J, J, us up. Of JJ going to the zoo. Yeah, yeah, you know, we yeah. fighting Dude. the fighting the rhino. That's actually a great idea. Yo, wait that a minute. You a might great be idea. Like, <laughs> you might be onto something. Uh, I, I actually really and genuinely enjoy that. I think that's a great idea. Uh, 
I would not want it to be anything as hard as like an Elden Ring, though. Let's try to no no Souls games. Okay? No, soul, no Souls game for for the the Rhino Fighter twenty. Listen, if you're if you want to do something like that and you need VO, hit me up. Yeah. I'm available. I will yeah. whatever you want me to say. I can do it because Playdate supports vo- it has full voiceover support in the in the SDK. So yeah, if you need well, lines, I got you. Yeah, and and Adrian and I both will say anything. As and, Garrett well, has had to edit out quite a bit of stuff. So most things, <laughs> Adrian. Um, most things, Adrian. <laughs> but yeah, so if you haven't already, go over to uh, Playdate's website, pre-order one. At this point, it looks like if you order now, the soonest you can get one is 2023. So not until next year. Um, that's yeah, they're completely sold out. So they did pre-orders back in it was last summer, and literally, like that, those pre-orders in filled up the entire slate for everything that could ever be shipped in 20. Well, originally it was supposed to be 2021, but it got pushed to 2022 because of COVID. So, um, yeah. The so interest is there. The interest is there. And I mean, the more we support it, the more cool stuff we're going to get. So think about it. If you're uh, interested in, at all in this thing, pre-order one now, like I said, it'll be a fun Christmas present for 2023, maybe birthday, <laughs> anniversary. I don't know. You can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Same here. I can't wait for you to get it. You're going to have to stream some because that's the other thing, they, that's the other I, that, thing they announced today is Playdate Mirror. So you can actually because yep. originally there wasn't really a way to, to, to stream it, but they announced the new software so you can stream it now. So you better. That's, that's probably what's going to bring me back into the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. The return of homeboy. <laughs> All right. This next news story comes from IGN. Logan Plant over there writes. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 might be too big for the Nintendo Switch, experts say. Will The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 launch on an, an as-yet-unrevealed Nintendo console? Some tech ex- experts are theorizing that could be the case based on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2's most recent found, uh, round of footage. Over on Digital Foundry, um, excuse me, Richard Ledbetter, John Linneman, and Alex Battaglia dissected the most recent Breath of the Wild 2 footage, pointing out a couple of details that suggest the next big Zelda game might be too big to perform on the current Switch hardware. Uh, this is a quote. Uh, the, this trailer was interesting because the image quality seemed quite good, I think, Lindemann said. I was a little bit surprised by how sharp and clear this looked compared to the original in general. Bataglia dove into specifics, saying that the volumetric clouds presented in the footage would be hard for the current 2017 Switch to pull off, while camera cuts with perfect anti-aliasing are sometimes, or something even the Xbox Series X struggles with. It could be the next Switch, it could just be that they rendered it out a trailer on higher resolution and higher settings, Bataglia said. However, the guys were quick to point out that Nintendo generally doesn't release trailers at a higher quality than the final product with one exception being the draw distance for the original Breath of the Wild trailer. But it's worth noting that the original Breath of the Wild was developed as a Wii U U game, so a visual bump can be expected for the sequel, which is currently only slated for Switch. That being said, it wouldn't be the first time a major 3D Zelda title launched across platforms, with Twilight Princess coming to GameCube and Wii, and Breath of the Wild serving as a swan song for Wii U, and the killer launch title for the Switch. So, here we go again. They're They're not outright saying it, but it's another round of Switch Pro rumors, essentially, is kind of what oh they're saying. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, the thought here is this looks too good to be to be able to even play on, on the, our current Switch. 
And their argument is Nintendo usually doesn't show, like usually what they show in the trailer is what you get. Like they're not like like Xbox and PlayStation, they do a lot of the cinematic trailers that always look way better than the game. Nintendo doesn't do that a lot of times. A lot of times they're like, here it is, this is what you're getting. And it's usually pretty spot on. Like they don't care if it looks like trash. Like I remember when they first showed the Assassin's Creed trilogy or something on there and it looked oh like my God. absolute garbage. And it was like, this is a Nintendo Direct. Like why are they showing? In a Direct it looked that bad. Like are you trash. kidding me? And But that's what you got. Like you download the game and that's what you got. So I see where they're coming from. Like, is there, but do you I'm think, really excited do you think to see both of you guys like not seem so happy about this because this rumor has been going on and off for like the last two years and it's just, it's gotten old. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what it out. is. That's what it is. It's just like the exhaustion of like, okay, here we go again. Like we've talked about it like every four or five months, like another round of switch pro rumors. Do you think, well, I'm going to ask this question of you guys again, like just like I do every four or five months. But do you think this holds any weight? Like, do you think this article or the, the their, their comments from Digital Foundry, who are experts, like in every right, they are experts. And if I was going to trust anyone, it would be Digital Foundry because they are the best of the best in their field. But is there any chance, especially this soon after the OLED launch, that they're actually going to come out with a new console like that? <laughs> not this so, soon after the OLED, not in my opinion. And I'm not... Uh, a console genius by any way, but I feel like the OLED just came out. There's no way they're going to shoot that in the foot. Not this soon. Hmm. Maybe in another two years. Maybe. Yeah, because right now Breath of the Wild 2 is supposed to come out uh, next year. It was because it was come out this year, got delayed to next year. So just that little tidbit of information if you didn't know that. I feel like the big giveaway that this is... Uh, uh, it's a trailer that somebody exported and rendered on one of the PCs at Nintendo that they were using. And it just, you know, maybe somebody forgot. It, it could have been any number of things. In the article, they were saying um, the original Breath of the Wild was a swan song for the Wii U. So maybe, you know, that wasn't the Wii or that wasn't the original game using the full power. Sir, did you play Breath of the Wild on the Switch? Did you go to the Lost Woods? Did you see the frame rate dip down to like seven frames a second when you go in there? <laughs> and you're going to tell me that that wasn't pushing the switch to its absolute limit? <laughs> sir, sir, yeah. let's be realistic about this. The switch was hurting <laughs> at some point. It still is to this day, even after updates with certain areas of the game that it gets slowed down and you're going to tell me that this same this same hardware and this same engine is going to be able to hold, to do uh what did he say fully rendered clouds or something like that yeah, volumetric, volumetric clouds, clouds. And, stuff. and that i mean and that's their argument too the fact that the trailer showed that and with nintendo's history of showing what you get like what you see is what you get that's why they're saying like they 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 know that they know like the current switch can't like breath of wild already has some issues like how 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 do they expect it to do perfect anti-aliasing and volumetric clouds and stuff i don't know i so the only way they're gonna make this work right this they're gonna have to hurt some people's feelings at this point yeah that's the only thing that i can think of is you get rid of the original switch you bring the switch oled down to 300 you bring out the Switch Pro, 
or super switch or whatever make it 400 so that way you have something for every tier you got 200 for the light you got 300 for the oled you got 400 for the the super mm-hmm. and just put it out there and yeah people are gonna complain people are gonna cry but those same people are gonna buy it it's why it's so hard for me to find an oled now after everybody was like, oh, my God, an OLED. Why do we need an OLED? It doesn't really do anything different. How come I can't find one then? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So so you can put it out and people are going to buy it. Are, are you digit? guys like you're looking for the OLED right now, Adrian? Yeah. But let's say you pick up an, an OLED in the next month. When mm-hmm. this comes out in two years, are you the kind of guy who's going to go buy the Pro Switch Super Switch? Yeah, Is I'm going to sell my OLED and go buy it. Yeah, little tradesies. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hard uh, uh, modern hardware doesn't it? It doesn't. I don't really have an attachment to it or or like anything. Like a Game Boy holds sentimental value to me. You know what I mean? Because that's what I came up with. But a Switch, honestly, is a Switch is a Switch to me. An Xbox is an Xbox is an Xbox. These modern consoles don't hold any the the experiences that they give me hold sentimental value the the games that I play on them but as far as the hardware here take the OLED give me the new one you know yeah yeah well and I think the difference too is the way a lot of modern hardware is made is that you, you can play some previous games on the next one where back in the day too like your game boy can't play game boy advance games <laughs> you know right and you're you're you know th- that type of your psp isn't playing you know can't be played on anything else necessarily like easily so yeah that's i 100 get that um yeah i don't i to answer your question jj too for me like i i would if i get an oled now uh because i've i've looked a couple times because i i was same thing Adrian was saying. I was going to trade mine in. I was like, I traded mine in. You know, you could it pretty much get it for like half the price or whatever. Um, and uh, I I probably would do the same thing because, I mean, the OLED's going to be worth more. So it's going to be have a bigger trade in value towards the next one, too, mm-hmm. compared to like if I have my current one now and try to trade it towards the Switch Pro, it's going to I'm only going to get like 60 bucks from it or something like GameStop likes to rip you off. But man, I don't as far as like if this holds any weight, I don't. I would I want to say yes because it's digital foundry and they usually are pretty straight shooters on things but like they know what they're talking about but it's just like we've just heard so much about the Switch Pro over and over again and Nintendo keeps saying no 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 it doesn't it does I honestly like, just want them to do it so people will stop at more yeah. than I want the hardware I just want people to stop talking about it right See, and and that's the issue like I I don't my verdict on this is I don't I don't think there's a Switch Pro, but yeah, I'm with you there. I wish they would just do it. So it'd be like, okay, no more. All done. We don't have to talk about the Switch Pro ever again, <laughs> you know? Uh. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, all right. This n- last news story comes from IGN as well by Matt Kim. Hideo Kojima says, Kojima Productions will remain independent after tweeting PlayStation Studios banner. So around 1 p.m. in the afternoon Japan time, Kojima posted a picture of the PlayStation Studios banner with games from all of Sony's first-party studios and also Death Stranding. 
This cryptic tweet immediately kicked off speculation that Kojima Productions officially joined PlayStation Studios. Because for those of you who don't know, even though Kojima has always worked very tightly with PlayStation, 99% of the games come out on PlayStation, he's technically an indep independent and indie studio. He can do, he can play, make games for whoever he wants, whenever he wants, he can do whatever he wants. He's not connected to PlayStation technically. So this tweet very quickly sparked a huge freak out across the internet. Oh my gosh, Sony is acquiring Kojima Productions. It's happening. They're becoming a first party studio. Very quickly, 10 minutes later, Kojima comes back and clarifies that Kojima Productions is still an independent company. In a follow-up tweet independently translated by IGN, Kojima writes, I seem to have invited misinterpretation, but Koji Pro has been and will continue to be an independent production studio. IGN has reached out to Kojima, Pro Kojima Productions for further clarification. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because PlayStation has been on a buying spree lately. They've bought Housemark, Valkyrie Entertainment, Bungie, like they've they've bought quite a few developers in the last Monopoly, year Monopoly, or so. Monopoly, yeah, right? Um, Where's that at now? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, when PlayStation acquired Bluepoint, about a week or two before they got purchased, Bluepoint put out a tweet saying Bluepoint always has been, always will be an independent developer. Blah blah blah. You know, there's no because I think there's rumors around them being acquired and they very staunchly came out and said no 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 and so is there any way that kojima accidentally kind of let the cat out of the bag in about two weeks we're gonna hear about it them getting acquired like do you think this is actually oops i didn't mean to tweet that the out or do you think this is just kojima being kojima and he's just like hey i, I photoshopped this picture and put it on twitter because i don't think this banner is found anywhere else i think it's something that he I don't know where it came from, but somehow he has this photo. The know. only difference, I mean, and they could have only sent it to him. Somebody at Sony could have made that and sent it to him, and he put it out and was like, actually, this is not happening. You know what I mean? Sony could have sent it to him and been like, eh, eh, what do you think, Kojima? Yeah. You know, and he put this out there. He's like, actually, no, not doing that. Um, the Got difference it. between here and Bluepoint is uh, Bluepoint wasn't in a furious incredibly toxic relationship with konami for the past you know five ten years and just suddenly gained their independence you know what i mean mm. so when you're in the position kojima's in and when you've been through what he's been through i'm pretty sure when you say actually nobody owns this company i'm independent i feel like i believe him Tons of times more than I believe Blue Point. Especially based just solely on what we've heard. Imagine yeah. what we haven't heard about the whole story with him and Konami. Hmm. So I can imagine never wanting to be owned by another company or, you know what I mean, under the direct order of another company again. Yeah. I think that he does not want to lose face. He would not say emphatically, I am not a part of this company. We are not owned by anybody. Only to two weeks later, three weeks later, it come out that, no, indeed, PlayStation bought into the company. I think that he's going to yeah. stay independent for sure. I don't think he would have been that emphatic about, about what he was saying. But I do right. want to say, uh, from my vantage point, I love rumors like this. I love this kind of stuff. And especially whenever it has anything to do with Hideo Kojima, 
just for the simple fact because I love it, Garrett, when you read anything with Kojima in it, like some look comes across your face and it's it's like a beautific look where you just you glow when you say the man's name. It's a man crush. We all know what it is. No, he was the first person I thought of when I saw this story. I yeah, was like, course. I need to know <laughs> you what you to, think. I just want to see him like his little eyes get all fluttery. And that's what love looks like, Garrett. <laughs> You know, like he just—he gets that forlorn look in his eye, and he's like, <sighs> "Hideo Kojima says." <laughs> I just—I just love this stuff. Keep them coming. Keep it coming. I love Kojima. I will not, you know, I will never deny my love of Kojima. <laughs> no, I—I uh, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, Adrian. That—that—that that, that makes sense. Like, I after after the kind of crap he went through being. Yeah, having to work for Konami, getting kicked to the curb, like just that torture. I could see how he really would be flourishing in this new, like, found freedom, essentially, to do what he wants. But uh, I don't know. He's He has always had such a tight connection with Sony, though. And my, my only thought, so it comes down to this. Um, well, point one, I already said, like, yes, they've had a long-term relationship with Sony, so it wouldn't be completely un, like, out of left field. Uh, did I say A or one? I don't know. Either way, B or two, whatever the second point is, I'm going to say here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Death Stranding didn't really sell a ton. So my thought is, like, financially, he might actually it didn't sell as well as like he and him and like sony wanted them to, wanted it to happen so my thought is i don't like, think well, he cares how much stuff sells as long as he gets to keep making stuff but that's how, what, that's, how that's exactly what i was that that's accurate? what i was gonna say that's what How's i was gonna that say accurate? though you bought it 47 times i know you, so <laughs> <laughs> no but uh but what i what i was gonna say though is you're right he i don't think he necessarily cares about the numbers but you also still have, to have money to to make a game. And so my thought is like to have a steady income to know like, okay, even if the game fails, like I'm part of Sony, they're going to keep giving me a check. Right. Unless until they shut me down. But you know, I don't know. Cause at this point, uh, I mean, I'm sure he has lots of people get sending him money, but I know Sony backed Death Stranding you. heavily. Me, me and Death Stranding, <laughs> me and Sony backed Death Stranding heavily. So um, we're proud to announce that Super Gamer Boys has uh, brought. <laughs> we have acquired Kojima, Kojima Productions. Productions. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be making our next Playdate game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Yeah, that's my thought. It's just like being for Konami to to be able to know, like, okay. Even if the game kind of flops a little bit, I could have a solid stream of income. And he has such tight uh, connections with Sony and PlayStation. Um, I don't know. And and yeah, that banner, whether he photoshopped it himself or someone at Sony made it, it looks pretty legit. Like it, and it has the Sony Studios logo. Like it doesn't just say Sony First Parties. It says Sony Studios, which is different. Those are two different things. Because he, I, I don't know. It's because Bungie isn't technically a Sony Studio. They're just a first party, but I don't know. It's all very interesting, very fishy. Um, I think it could be foreshadowing something, but that's because I'm just hopeful that he'll stick with PlayStation forever because I'm a Sony pony. You know, what can I say? <laughs> he's not going to not make. I don't think he's not going to not ever make PlayStation games anymore. But at the same time, yeah, I just I don't see it. 
All right. Well, that's it for the news this week. Now, uh, I realized the last couple weeks we we haven't done a super indie Du Bois. I keep forgetting to ask you, and by the time I remember, it's it's short notice. Do you want to do an indie boys this week or no? Are you not prepared at all? <laughs> uh, you don't have to. You don't. You do not no, have no, no, to no. at all. But I literally I'm, I'm trying to think. It hit me like ten minutes before we were gonna go live. I'm like, I didn't ask Adrian about indie boys, and we haven't done it for like two weeks because I keep forgetting to ask, and I feel bad because <laughs> I'm sure you you um, want to talk about something, but shoot. If not, it's there all good. One, but no, no, no. There was one. I'm trying to remember the name of. Okay. Um. If you want, I can very quickly come up with a tall tales. I, no, I don't know no. if you guys want to keep that <laughs> no, on the air or not. Nope, nope, no, nope. No? Are no you more. sure? It was, uh, yeah. our uh, 1X. Our... It doesn't have to be triple X rated. It can be 1X. <laughs> oh or even like the old NC-17. Like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Which What is one that I haven't done recently? Not recently, but ever. Uh, I just talked about tune. Oh, ding ding, uh, Sable. Mm. Uh, Sable is the the other um, big release that I feel like went way under the radar for some reason. It's the one with uh, it was in the idea at Xbox panel, and you play as like the the yeah. young desert nomad. Uh, and you play on and you ride on like what's a speeder bike basically through the desert and through different environments and stuff like that and it's really well written uh i don't know if i've talked about sable before but i'm pretty sure that was before it came out um as good as tunic looks i would say this looks just as good it's a different art style but every frame of the game like if you take a screenshot of it can be a wallpaper can be a painting that's how good it looks um that's definitely one that i would put on the list apparently it's on game pass to, uh, too uh, yeah so you really don't have an excuse at this point uh it's worth the money but trust me when i say it's a steal just being able to play it for nothing on game pass so yeah nice okay yeah. go check sable so you got a one-two punch you got you got tunic and sable and they both came out uh, I think around the same time. So Sable, there you go. Your, your time is occupied. Yeah. Sable. Yeah. It's on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and Windows and Mac even. You can play it on Mac. Mm -hmm. So all you Mac gamers out there who have no other games to play, there you go. Play some Sable. Yep. So if I talked about it before, that just means it must be that good. It must be good. So I, get to it. I don't think you have. So thank you very much for coming up with that last second. Uh, now it is time for the ad. All right, everyone, go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us over there. If you love our show, love what we do, uh, you can help us make bigger and better things, help us make new shows. Uh, I mean, right now our slate is we got our Super Gamer Boys podcast, we got Super Gamer Book Club, and we are now uh, uh, producing the 
the Suplex City Suplex Wrestling, City wrestling podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah spit it. I know it's a beautiful <laughs> thing in your mouth, Garrett, and it's hard to spit it's that a out. T- but... It's a little bit of a tongue twister. The Suplex yeah. <laughs> City Wrestling Podcast. It's not something you say like 10 times fast. Um, but uh, yeah, we got uh, quite the slate and uh, we'd love to keep adding more stuff. So um, with your help, we can do stuff like that. And uh, like I said, patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Starting at a buck a month, you can support us and get early and ad-free episodes such as our main podcast, such as Book Club. You get it, Book Club, two months early uh, and with no ads there. So check that out. $5 a month, you get the show notes early so you know what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and uh, you can leave your own questions, comments, concerns on what you see on the on the, on the doc, on the show notes ahead of time. And uh, $10 a month, you can become a Super Gamer sponsor, get shout outs on the show. And at that $15 tier, you're a super gamer producer where you can um, not only get a shot on the show, but you can uh, pitch a segment. And so, uh, yeah, that means that we might do a cool segment like Super Indie Boys or uh, we back in the day we did losing reviews where we watched terrible movies and then reviewed them for like 10, 15 minutes on the show. And man, those movies were very terrible. Um, yeah. Go over and support us. We would very much appreciate it. Helps us make cool things for you guys. Also, if you are watching here on Twitch right now live, twitch.tv slash thesupergamerboys, you can subscribe to our channel and get cool emotes to use across Twitch. But what's even better is if you don't have five bucks to spare, but you have Amazon Prime, you have... Wait, Adrian, let me... You have... Your Prime Gaming. Did I get it? You did it. So did proud. I do it? I did, did it. it. Yeah, you did if it. You have Amazon Prime. You have Prime Gaming. Woo! I feel good right now. <laughs> you can uh, go over to Twitch and subscribe to our channel for free. Cost you zero dollars. We get five bucks. And uh, again, you get some cool emotes that you can use across Twitch, and that money helps us too. So thank you very much for all of you guys who support us on Patreon, for all of you who support us on Twitch. We love each and every one of you. If you want to be cool like all those people, think about it, do it, click the button. We'd appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm so glad I finally got that stupid Prime Gaming thing. Oh, you had me sweating for a minute. <laughs> I was I, I was sweating. I was sweating as well. I was like, I don't I don't have it. I thought I, I was have gonna it. have to unmute. Prime! Prime <laughs> gaming. Oh man. All right, guys. What you been playing? JJ, you missed us. We missed you last week, so go ahead and give us what you've been playing. I, you've had all this time the last two weeks to play games. Yeah. So. so interesting enough, I've really been able to get into Xbox Game Pass. There's so many fun little games. I've been uh, spending intentional time with my daughter. She's six. And so I'm, I'm been, uh, I've been making sure to like spend just time with just me and her and playing a lot of like little games. And so we've been playing a lot of games on Game Pass, games like Cluster Truck. And so this is a game where you are just jumping from these different semis. And then as these semis are, you know, going off a cliff or running into objects, you're jumping from one truck to the other. And it's just a fun little game. We've been having a blast with it. She's far better at it than I am. Uh, We've also (laughs) been, there's one game that she's forced me to play a bunch that I have 
genuinely hated, but I've played almost every night for the last two weeks, is a game called Unpacking. And all this game is... Oh, baby! Okay. All this game is, is literally their boxes inside of like a house and you got to like put them away. Where are these? Where is the items inside of the boxes supposed to go? It is mind numbing. She loves this game. And so then I'm forced to be right there. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I am pretty dang good at it. Like I'm like, I know exactly where those shoes need to go. JJ, you know? can I tell you something? Because I yes. feel like I feel like you're not you're not taking it the right way with, oh, okay. when I'm packing. Yeah. So, uh, oh no. No, 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 no. This is a good thing. This is a good <laughs> okay. thing. This is a good thing. Okay. So unpacking is more than just taking the clothes out and putting them where they're supposed to go. Right? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if you if you got you're you're muted. Yes. No, I I understood that that, that there's more to it and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure like there's an actual like undertone like you're you're watching this person's life develop over time and the changes that they go through and whatnot yeah okay okay yeah, I, I, I just understand. wanted to there, there is some stuff to it i just I, i'm simplifying it for entertainment purposes like it's oh, like you know like oh, okay 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 i'm playing with a six-year-old and for her for her it's all about daddy where's the stuff go you know, like, right, so right, right. we got to figure out where the, where's the, not, not daddy. I just went through a divorce and now I have to, <laughs> no, no, not I have to, that. I have to pack my stuff no, up and get the out. Sto- the story means nothing in, in this relationship with my daughter and I, it's all about, <laughs> you know what? I think the teddy bear is better over here, daddy, you know, like, so, and no, don't put it there, dad. You're putting it in the wrong spot. Why would you put that there? Yeah. So. So, yeah, so little games like that. The other one that I've been playing a little bit and I've played a little bit with her and a little bit just by myself because I really dug on it is Archvale. And so this is a really fun game. It's a uh, it's a dungeon crawler on Game Pass. And so Mm -hmm. uh, think Legend of Zelda. And it's it's really a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying it. I'm not super deep into it yet, but I've been I've been really liking the gameplay. It's actually really, really good. So check that out on Game Pass if you get a chance. Not too shabby. You muted, Morling. Sorry about that. I was looking up Archvale. Like this looks really cool. So it's a. Uh, it it says, really. It, it's really good. It's on uh, Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X, and uh, Microsoft Windows. Take up your weapon in this RPG bullet hell world and embark on a journey to right wrongs from long ago. Only you can defeat the evil forces. It looks the art like looks really cool. Like yep. I don't know, that's neat. It really, yeah, it really does look like a Zelda. Like yeah, it, it is very much of the of the least, old vein of Zelda. And so I, style, I yeah yeah I played it I played it with Emma, my six year old, and it, then it was pretty soon like she's going to bed. And I'm like I'm still wanting to play, you know, right. like like this is good. <laughs> I'm getting into it, you know. Uh, so it's fun, and it, and it for me it's that nostalgia play. Mm-hmm. Like I like those old school dungeon crawlers like that, and it just makes me feel like I did when I was a kid playing this game. You know, it's like they're cathartic. They they genuinely yeah. are. There's there's something so fun. It's simple. Uh, not that it's easy. Let's not confuse simple with with easy, because well, there's some it's, aspects it says it's a of this bullet game hell, not... So I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> right. Really right. Right, but it but it's a lot of fun, and it's it's worth a playthrough. That's awesome. All right, Adrian, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been JJ. You're gonna like this one. Uh, I've been playing not a whole lot of it. 
this week this past week i haven't been playing a whole lot of games but when i do uh, i've been popping on the uh super nintendo yeah and when i say the super nintendo i don't mean super nintendo mini i don't mean i don't mean switch online i mean the original i got my i got my cartridges spread all over my room are you blowing through them I just cleaned them. I I, I did the oh. brasso. They're, <laughs> oh, they're, they're spit shine clean. I put them right in there. They work every time. Do just you like use the, the one up card? Baby. Are you using the one up card? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Okay. I, I, I clean them with brasso and then mm-hmm. I come behind it with contact cleaner. Mm-hmm. Works like a charm. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. It seems like they just came out the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been doing that. Uh, it's. I was I was talking with Garrett before the show and I was like, man, there there is nothing like taking that that super nintendo cart and putting it in there and hitting that power switch you know what i mean yeah to this day so good yeah agreed i i've never gotten one of those second party uh you know the the cartridges like the oh what's the one that has like three in one or whatever where it's oh the everdrive yeah yeah i've never gotten any of those but if i were to get the old cart i would just want to get the old systems yeah like why not like if it ain't broke, don't you don't fix yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I I miss that tactile feel of of old consoles. Like I can like as soon as you you have a Genesis. Eh, there's something wrong. I don't know if it's with the with my cable or with the console itself. But the audio is like this weird whine. Like when it turns on, it's just like this pee, like really high pitch, like whine. I wonder if it. one of your capacitors is busted. Something. I want to see if you can get it repaired. Yeah, but like I, the hard part's over. You have it. Yeah, right. Getting it fixed ain't hard. Yeah, but like I miss that, like just the click of the cartridge sliding in, or like the chink, and then the click with hitting the switch and turning it on, yeah. and like just the very like mechanical sound and feel of things is like ah. I miss that because consoles nowadays aren't like that. Like my PS5, I little I have a little button on my controller. All the games are digital. I don't have any discs right. anymore. You don't even touch the I, unit anymore. The, you just the touch the, console, the button on the controller. The console could be in like at the next house. I don't even I don't know. It could be anywhere. Like I don't even care. It could be in the cloud. Like that's how console gaming is nowadays. And I sometimes I miss that tactileness of like the old consoles. It's so fun. <sighs> yeah, man. As soon as as soon as you hit that switch, it takes you back to Saturday morning. You know. On a weekend, right after school, everything is done, and you just finished watching cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. Now it's time to <laughs> to get some time in, you know? It's awesome. So uh, good. Um, hey, playing anything in particular or just kind of like fiddling through stuff and cleaning stuff up? Uh, you know, a little bit of Link to the Past, a little Super Metroid, a little Mario Kart. Nice. A little Star Fox here and there, you know, whatever I'm feeling at the time. Yeah. That's awesome cool well keep us up to date if you play anything cool play anything fun to let us know everything i played so far is cool (laughs) cool. everything i played is a classic right that's true that's true um well i've been playing what remains of edith finch that is the game that we're doing for book club i just started this last week and it's it is a very very interesting game um very much focus on the narrative like there's not as far as like gameplay and stuff. Obviously, we'll talk more about it on the book club itself. But yeah, I, I kind of knew it about it, but having never played too many games like this, it's still always like a very new experience for me. But yeah, there's not like combat. There's not like there's literally like two buttons you press the whole time. Like you move the analog stick and then you 
like hit the button to like open doors and books and stuff. Like it's very simple, but it's like a very open doors story driven. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. And the story is very interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil too much because I want you guys all go listen to book club, but yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, and I'm excited to finish it up. I'm, I, like I said earlier, I think I have like 20, 30 minutes left and I'm really close to the end. Like I think I have one more journal entry left is it. Um, the the last brother or whatever. Um, the other game I fired up yesterday is Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. So I have actually never played this game. It is, it was, it's, it's a GameCube game. It only came on the GameCube. And it was a remake of Metal Gear Solid 1. So I actually did not really know this existed. I knew the game existed. I knew the name. Really? I knew the game. Like, I, I I knew the name. Like, someone could say, oh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on GameCube. I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. I don't know. In my head, though, like, I never made the connection that it was a, a remake or a remaster of Metal Gear Solid 1. I always just assumed it was, like, a spinoff thing. Like, oh, it's, like, it's not connected to the main story. It's just, like, a random, like, weird GameCube thing they made, probably. Um until i think it was yeah it was recently when i finally found out like oh wait a second it's like a full 3d remake of the first game um and uh dude i fired it up i and i'm blowing through the game like i've already finished the torture sequence like i literally started it last night and i'm already up past like the torture sequence and like in it, in, in in the prison right now in, in the jail cell um but boy i so the reason I'm playing it too is because I'm it's up in the air right now, but I'm hoping to be on uh, Super MPC Radio. They're they've been doing the Metal Gear Solid Book Club. Um, I was on the previous episode for Portable Ops. They asked me to be on the episode for uh, for Twin Snakes next week. Uh, I don't know. I was on the MGS four. Yeah, I saw that. I, I need to listen to it still. I, I saw that on Twitter the other day. Uh, so, yeah, go check out Super NPC Radio. Uh, I think it's Patreon only. So if you support them when we're on Patreon, um, you can listen to those episodes. But they are fantastic. They're so much fun. Um, they've been going through like pretty much the whole Metal Gear Solid series, even all the side games and stuff. It's really neat. Um, but this game, holy cow, it is really awesome. Like seeing Metal Gear Solid 1 and a much like higher res 3d than, than the original the original is pretty rough it's a ps1 game um <laughs> i've loved seeing it in like basically metal gear solid 2 graphics but boy it uh some of the things they've added to the game because it, it's not a one-to-one remake like they added things and expounded on things some uh-huh. some of the story things are cool but what i don't like is when you're going up against Psycho Mantis and Psycho Mantis is like, uh, put your controller on the floor and I'm gonna make the controller shake. That that's that's from the original game. Like that's I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's like the weird like fourth wall breaking thing that I love about Metal Gear. But what I don't like is when Solid Snake looks over at the camera and goes, like looks at you like raises his eyebrows at you like did you hear that and it's like <laughs> why did you have to add that like we got it psycho mantis is breaking the fourth wall you didn't have to have solid snake look over at you and give you like these eyebrows like ah, we did. We did. <laughs> get it it's like okay that like that wasn't in the original game that's something they added for gamecube um there's another moment where uh snake is talking to the armstech president 
Baker, like right before he, you know, that right after the Ocelot fight. And he's trying to get information on a Baker and Baker's like, I don't remember. And Solid Snake literally throws like a temper tantrum. He's just like, it like spins around. I'm like, you're what are you doing? You're like this like warrior, <laughs> like 30 year old, like like the best like soldiers in the world, the, the a war, be a real warrior, you know, a man's man. And you're throwing a temper tantrum because this guy isn't giving you information. I'm like, what? Why did what went through their minds when they're like, this will be fun to throw in? Like, it's a stuff like that. There's like a lot of like random things that they add to the game to like, I guess, make it humorous. I don't know. But the I, the absolute best description of Twin Snakes I've ever heard is. Twin Snakes is like somebody's little brother telling you what happens in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, <laughs> that's good. yeah. That, that I, sounds really even accurate. even the beginning, and then Snake he run he swims away from the tor. They shoot torpedoes at him while he while he's underwater, but the torpedoes explode and he gets out of there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, and, and the action is way over the, like Michael Bay over the top. Like exactly like after after the Ocelot fight, normally it's like Cyborg Ninja comes in, cuts off Ocelot's arm, boom boom boom. There's like short dialogue, and then he's out of there. Cyborg Ninja's out of there. In this game, it's a full like ten minute cutscene of Snake and Cyborg Ninja doing hand to hand combat. Right, but it's like super cheesy, over the top literally solid snake like doing a backflip and jumping off a blade i'm like what is happening right now like, exactly what not, somebody's like, kid brother so, would love yeah that that description <laughs> you gave is perfect because it's 100 like the, the 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 younger brother adding little flavor in there just like <laughs> like like his imagination watching his older brother play this game and he's like oh right. and then this happened and then that and it's like Oh, 100 percent. That's exactly <laughs> that. That's a perfect description because this game is like so perfect in some ways. And in other ways, I'm like, what is this like that? That was not necessary. That detracted from the game. Like, why? So if this is if that was anyone's first introduction to Metal Gear, I'm sorry. Like, you need to go play the original because that game like really <laughs> and the soundtrack. Oh, they replaced the whole soundtrack and it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. I started it last night i played a crap ton of it and are you gonna uh, finish it or do you feel like you've kind of oh, got your fill of it no so i i i would like to finish it because i need to have it done for that book club next week if i'm if i'm a part of that um but i'm blowing through it like i i'm probably like almost two-thirds through the game already by now like honestly so i'm almost to the second disc and the second disc only has about like an hour and a half of content on there. So, yeah, I've blown through the game. So, yeah, I think I'll finish it probably in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, interesting introduction to that game, though. Yeah, like I said, never knowing anything about it, playing it before is very interesting. Jumping in like cold turkey and me like, what is happening? <laughs> like being so beautiful and so like crazy at the same time. Um. Cool. Well, thank you guys all so much for listening to a show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, thank you for everyone who's watching live at twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys as we record it. Remember, on Monday nights around 7.30 Pacific Time, uh, PM Pacific Time, you can watch us record it live. Or if you miss it there, you can support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys to get the episodes early and ad-free. So immediately after the recording, I do a quick edit dump it out there for you guys to listen to or you can listen to it 
at all podcast apps across the globe, as well as youtube.com slash supergamerboys on Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, then you don't have to pay us any money, but you know what? Then you got to wait, got to listen to the ads. So it's a whole thing. It's just a dollar, just a dollar. Uh, you can also support us by going over to sgbstore.com, buy some merch. Um, I've been uh, tinkering with some new shirt designs, so I need to send them to you guys and see what you think. Uh, and I have another idea. I'll, I'll tell you, but guys, when, when we get off the show here, I don't want to announce it here on the episode, but I have another Ooh, I have another idea for a T-shirt plans. that I think would be a really, like more like a fun shirt. Not necessarily a cool shirt, but it'd be a, real, a fun shirt, and I want to talk to you guys about it. Um Rate and review us where you can on your favorite podcast app. If you're on YouTube, if you could hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to our channel, and leave a comment. I always forget to say that. If you leave a comment on our YouTube videos and give us a thumbs up, that helps tremendously with being found by other people you know, through the YouTube algorithm. So the thumbs up is like paramount. Obviously, that would be great if you could thumbs up and subscribe, but leaving a comment, even if you just, that's all you have time is just to say, awesome episode, good to see you guys, thanks. Like, I don't care what you say preferably positive and even helpful that would be cool uh <laughs> but um yeah leaving comment is huge on youtube so please think about that shout out to jack sriracha and yate for allowing us to use their music on our show uh you can find them over on spotify and apple music links to spotify are down in the show description uh you can check them out during the week find us at supergamerboys.com twitter and instagram at supergamerboys I'm on Twitter and Instagram at G Morlang. Adrian, where can they find you at? You can find me any and everywhere at Homeboy. And JJ, where can they find you at? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JJ Purdom. And don't forget, the Super Gamer Boys produces each and every week. It drops every Friday. The Suplex City Wrestling Podcast, where myself and Scott Falder talk all the news, the gossip, and everything else that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Heck yeah. Yeah, go check that out. It's not, uh, every podcast app. I send it out to all of them. So yeah, if you have a podcast app, search for Suplex City Wrestling Podcast. Download that. It's a fun one. As someone who has had no interest in wrestling in the past, knows nothing about wrestling, has never even watched a wrestling match before. <gasps> I, oh my God. yeah, I was talking to Adrian about that last week. I've actually like never watched a match before, but I've been listening to your podcast as I edit it and like listening to the entire thing and like really enjoying it. So it's like, oh, are you going to be okay? I'm, JJ? I'm like, I had a little moment. Like there was like a moment inside of me right now. I'm going to be sending you a couple of, a uh, couple of matches that I need you to watch okay. uh, on YouTube. I need you to watch a couple of matches and then you can kind of get an idea for why I like it. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm like really shocked by you right now. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to have to talk off I, the I, air. I was talking to Adrian last week that because because WrestleMania next year is going to be in in L.A. In L.A. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was I was saying I was like, what if I just like cold turkey, never watched a match and all three of us go to WrestleMania together next year. And like, that's my first experience. <laughs> and you guys like trying to like just teach like teach me about it and tell me what's going on. We do a whole vlog. Uh, like that was <laughs> I think that if you get into into an arena with seventy thousand people who are bat crap crazy about what they're seeing and the spectacle of it all, you would have an incredible time. <laughs> no matter if you like wrestling or not. Yeah. There's plenty of people. Put it that way. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, it's go imagine going to a rock concert where you're like, I'm not really into this kind of music, but like everybody is just having the best time of their lives. Yeah, yeah you'll end up enjoying yourself for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, you heard it here first. Go check out Suplex City Wrestling Podcast. Even if you don't like wrestling, it's good. It's really, really good. And who knows? Maybe you'll come to love wrestling. Maybe I will. JJ, you need to send me those links. I'll watch them. All right. All right. That's all I got. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for Adrian, Homeboy Holmes, for Garrett Morlang, and for myself, JJ Purdom, or Juicy JJ, whatever you want to call me, we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we will catch you on the Flippity Flop. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.